Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. My next Hot Docs interview is, is with Suzanne Regina Moyes, and she has put together a brilliant film that I, you're going to absolutely love. The music is incredible. It is a, uh, um, an exploration of all things human, it seems to me. And we had a marvelous chat about her new film called Raving Iran. Uh, it, it is about music. It's about a subculture within a country that we probably, you know, we as Canadians, we as Westerns don't, re- Westerners don't really understand much about. It's about the little things. It's about the splash and, and ripple effect. Uh, Suzanne and I uh, talk a great deal about about uh, about notions of freedom and and, and claustrophobia and, and expectations and and what does it actually mean to to live a normal life. Um, this is uh, was a really fun interview for me, and I think you're going to love this film so make sure you get out and see it if you can at hot docs and if not i'm sure it's going to be available soon uh keep looking for it online raving iran and my interview with suzanne regina Moyes coming up well welcome to face to face we're joined by a very another another very special guest here at hot docs park hyatt hotel i've got that series of interviews today i'm excited as uh yeah well i'm not uh, sure what i'm as excited as but anyway we're here <laughs> with Suzanne Regina Moires, yes? Yes. Oh, Hello, and everyone. now affectionately referred to as Sue uh, for the rest of this interview. Thank you for uh, coming today. Thank you very much. Welcome. Really appreciate your time. And hot, really quickly, what, what's the experience at Hot Docs like been for you so far? Oh, it's been uh, so far absolutely amazing. I mean, especially today, the weather is really nice. <laughs> yeah, the sunshine's glorious, right? It's yes, it's fantastic. And the last days, yeah, I saw some really good films and uh, went to great talks. So yeah, it's been it's so been really good. So you've actually been able to enjoy it. Yes, and I have. Yeah, been, sometimes. Totally. And I've, I've never been to Toronto before. So oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, welcome. It's just one of the streets. Welcome to the city. Thank you. Uh, so congratulations on the film, Raving Iran. I 
I, uh, fascinating film. I'm going to be honest with you. When Ryan uh, sent me the note, I, I and I looked it up. I wasn't sure I was going to enjoy it. And I, I always, uh, and, and you know what's interesting to me about doc films? Some films you, you you watch doc films and you go, wow, that was an important film. Everyone needs to see it. But I don't know that I really enjoyed it, right? But yeah. I love this film. I so love so this much. film. The music is compelling. Yeah. The the imagery, the the visuals, Anush and Arish, the, the two characters, I fell in love with these guys. Um, and their char so their characters, they really are. Um, uh, great senses of humor, clearly uh, political, mm -hmm. I guess, in their own right. Um, so so tell us a little bit about the film and, and, and what it's about, I guess, without giving too many spoilers, I suppose, mm -hmm. um, and, and maybe how you were drawn to it. I'm fascinated to hear the story behind how the heck you ended up here. Um, well, um, I guess how I got into it was um, I, I read a small article in England in a magazine about five years ago about these parties in the Iranian desert. Um, and that was the starting point. I just got this picture in my head of these small Burning Man type festivals uh, in, in a country with one of the most oppressive political regimes. And uh, this is how I got started. And then obviously to actually tell a story, I need a protagonist. So I signed up on Facebook and um, started to, I don't know, how do you say, infiltrate the whole, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. whole, the whole scene. and Started um, digging a little bit? Yeah, started digging and a bit. Were you and, and were you really specific about it, like looking for Iranian kind of musical Oh, absolutely. Artists? I like, really knew what yeah, I wanted really to focused. do. Really focused. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was, really, I, looking, I was looking for the, you know, underground music techno scene. Sure. Um, and, you know, Facebook is obviously amazing for that because you see who's friends with who, you can see pictures. You know, and you get already before you even meet someone, kind of an idea of what kind of life they're leading. Sure, yeah. So it's uh, true. Facebook is, is for this. Good is, that you way, know, I'm actually I'm not yeah. a great fan of Facebook, yeah, and I'm, I'm not, not a on huge Facebook. Fan either. But, I've been playing um, with it. I'm a latecomer. I've just started playing with it in uh, the last okay. year, actually. Yeah, but so. it's. I mean, for for this kind of project, um, yeah. it is. Yeah, it, it has been fantastic. There is a film I saw a couple of years ago called Silvered Water. And it's, I don't know if you've seen no, it, it's a doc. Mm -hmm. And it's two filmmakers that met uh, through Facebook. And one of them was uh, exiled from Syria. Mm -hmm. And one of them was a Syrian in uh, country, in Aleppo. And uh, through Facebook, they communicated. And he directed her as she went around the city oh, filming. Fantastic. And then they, they cross-cut it with archival footage. It's remarkable. Yeah. And this is a result of Facebook. Yeah. You know, yeah, it really absolutely. is quite yeah. remarkable. So when you went in, um, Sue, yeah. uh, how many would you say assumptions did you have about Iranians or about Iran or about the, the you know the regime that you had to change along the way? You know things about maybe the people or about the culture or the politics. Um, I guess when I started, I had probably very similar uh, very similar perception to what most people have. Um, which is kind of clouded by Western media. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have this image in your head of um, um, obviously a very oppressed society. Um, you know, women have to wear chadors. Um, you know, kind of like a general, just general depression, um, just claustrophobia, right. basically. Right. And this was definitely something I 
yeah, I experienced differently when I actually, you know, got there and started to research and started to hang out with my protagonists and yeah, started to tell their story basically. How did you? Um, I, I love the I love the word claustrophobia because I think that really kind of is what oppression really is, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's just this sense of being boxed in, <coughs> not being able to get out, uh, no way out, yeah. uh, lack of freedom, all these things. But but maybe a little more, hmm, maybe I mean, a little more relational, maybe instead yeah. of talking about oppression, that sounds very top down. Exactly. I mean, I th I think you know the claustrophobia which I expected. It, it is definitely there. But um, it's just, it comes in different shades. And um, uh, how can I say, sorry. And I mean, what, I re what really surprised me in the end and what I think is also quite apparent in the film is that people have actually managed to, or they, most of them managed to lead like a normal life, right. how we, you know, sure. kind of similar to how we live. Sure. You know, yeah. it's just, it's an Islamic country, so things kind of happen more behind closed doors anyway. You know, it's also, you know, starting with the whole architecture is different, so they yes. don't, you know, yeah. it's, if things are just different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you know, I you, you I think you have a bit of a disclaimer. I don't know if it's a disclaimer, if you'd call it that, at the beginning of the film, saying that because of some of the s situations you wound up in, you had to shoot a lot on cell phones. Yes, I think that adds to that claustrophobia, frankly, yeah. and and creates the tension. Yeah, that clandestine kind of these are guys. These guys are like spies, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and mm -hmm. even for me, one of the I mean, so many wonderful shots in the film. But one of the greatest shots for me is near the end of the film. I think it's Anoush, uh, and you've got a shot from the front of the taxi cab, mm -hmm. and he's kinda, his face is kind of covered by the headrest, mm -hmm. and 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 then you fade to black, I think, and yeah. and then we find out kind yeah. of where we're going, yeah. sort of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I think you really did communicate that sense of um, um, not being able to get out, in, in a sense. Yeah. Also, literally, with their story, but yeah. also technically as well. But, I mean, I didn't, of obviously, I didn't choose the means of shooting or the camera, my, my technical equipment because I wanted to tell a certain story, but I was forced to use it. You were forced into it. it, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, right? I was forced to use it because I was shooting yeah. illegally, I didn't have a permission, and I've had to find different ways of you know, getting footage, basically, to well, actually tell this story. I love the irony of that, that yeah. the oppressive regime actually had an impact on how you created the film, which I, for me anyway, it actually played yeah. into the story that you're telling. I think in the end it's an act of rebellion, mm. you know, from my side as well as the protagonist. Right, right. The music um, is w um, amazing. The music, Thank you. yeah, the music is amazing. It just pulled me in on, on a variety of levels. I felt uh, I felt like I was having a bit of a spiritual experience. Really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was wonderful. And here I was at this kind of rave in the desert, uh, and then a little later we find out where they wind up as well. But but did you did you did you feel that as well from a musical perspective, or did you would you say you you were drawn to these guys because of their story on Facebook, and that's sort of what pulled you in. Because I want to get to Anush and Arash. Why, why did you wind up with Beast with Blackbeard? Um, I mean, to your first questions, uh, question, um, I, the, I chose the music because this is how, I've, how I felt the situation, how I experienced the situation, and I was basically just underlining it. Right. Rather than you know putting my music on top of it and trying to create an emotion, 
um, well, to trying to create emotion which wasn't there, but it was right. actually there. And so your second question was um, Anush and Arash, how yeah, I wound up just, with them. Yeah, how did um, you, well, why those guys? I mean, uh -huh. I bet there's not a lot of Iranian DJs. Is that there are quite a few, actually. Oh, okay. There are more than you okay. think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the no, whole subculture going on? Yeah, there, yeah. It, you know, the whole scene is quite big. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, how did I, I think Anush was actually someone, um, someone recommended to me right at the beginning. Okay. Um, because the first thing I did, I did actually try to get in touch with people who are living in the desert and were kind of organizing it. And kind of through them, I got in touch with um, with Anoush. But it took, and from his pictures, I just knew he would be the perfect person. Yes, right. Yeah, and <laughs> this, but it took me quite a while to actually get through to him, and then yeah, even longer to actually gain the trust and be I, able to shoot. I, I bet it did. So did you just have to hang out for a while? To we gain hung that out. Trust. Yeah, we hung out for a while, and then I went back to Switzerland for a few months, and we kept in touch. And then, yeah, I went back to actually start the shooting, but it was very difficult. You shot it over a very short period of time. Um, about 12, 14 months, something like that. Yeah, about yeah, about yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I sort of I saw I saw it as a bit of a road movie. Yeah, it is. You know, this it is, is exactly it, what I yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, a it's yeah. a road movie. It's a journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a journey, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, this. This, uh, and the tension you know you create uh, is palpable. I mean, just really quickly, we've got a couple musicians. We're not going to tell everyone what the story is here on the podcast, but in the interview, you got to go and see this film. It's yes, uh, please come and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> come and go and see. Was it, it was it the world premiere here? Um, no, I had it in Switzerland in two Switzerland. weeks ago. Oh, yeah. in two weeks ago, yeah. nice, yeah. excellent. Oh, well, that's great. And the reception's been. Uh, it's been honestly, it's been absolutely amazing. I won a prize in yeah at Vision du Réel. It's one of the um, big documentary festivals in the world. Nice. Um, and this is my second stop, and now I'm off. I don't know for uh, yeah the next two well, months. What's so interesting to me is is the um, the celebration like nature of the film. Like this is a film about oppression, claustrophobia, politics. This is about freedom. This is about some pretty heavy, serious issues, mm -hmm. right? You're filming illegally, all these things, and yet there's this real playful edge to it for me you know these guys have this wonderful relationship they care about each other deeply mm -hmm. and they want to play their music this is about community celebrating with others in yeah. some way so we're gonna we're gonna it's do it one way or the other yeah. right I mean that was my attention mm -hmm. to to you know I of course I mean any film you make in Iran is political yes but I really wasn't tr I was trying not to make a political film in the sense of using news footage, you know, what you often see when you watch documentaries about right. Iran. Um, you're kind of cross-cutting between, you know, television stuff and... Right, old black know, and white footage. Exactly, yeah. and then Burning back to your flags. protagonist. And yeah. which, which, on the one hand, made it really hard for me because I couldn't really... For me, it was hard to, to install this feeling of oppression and also to create a picture of the antagonist. Um, but at the same time, I think it allowed me to just have like this very subtle feeling to you know, create this very subtle feeling of my surroundings. Well, I think, what's, I think for me, what, why yeah. it's so sort of compelling too is just because of their relationship and their friendship. Yeah. There's a moment in the, in the, when, they, when they come, uh, they do arrive uh, outside of the uh, country and um, I think it's, uh, I can't remember who it is, Arash, maybe he's, he's, he's sucking a sucker. Oh yeah, and he, and he <laughs> the lollipop. His, his lollipop, and he puts his elbow yeah. right on. I love the scene. It's <laughs> such a beautiful moment. It's such a great film. 
and you go, this is this really humanizes the issue, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's not a political film in, in, in that strict sense, but wow, this is actually impacting ordinary people. Exactly, ordinary this is where lives. I wanted to you yeah. know, actually put the film, you know, right in the middle of society. Right. And I think I really wanted to tell, I wanted to tell a big story uh, through, you know, I wanted to tell on a meta level through a small story, if that makes sense. It totally does. It humanizes yeah, it. Exactly. It humanizes yeah. it in a way that a, a documentary may be about what was going on at the time politically or, or, or looking at the, the more oppressive regime. You know, we get a little taste of the, the arrest and so on and so forth and what happens there, but we don't go inside. Mm -hmm. I mean, we couldn't, I suppose. But we don't get all the details, but we get enough to know that this is, yeah. this is, this is changing the way these guys see the world, yeah. right? In, yeah, in, a, in, a, in a huge way. Yeah. Do you think they're political? Do you think they have a, had a sense for how important what they were up to in this film might become? To be honest, I don't think so. Mm. And I think these, you know, these my two wonderful protagonists, they're portraying a very large group of youngsters in Iran, which are usually not portrayed in any films. I mean, you either see films about the green wave, you know, the very political, active um, voters, um, or you see, you know, the the very traditional, you know, shadow wearing, you know, other end of the spectrum. Um, and I really think they're portraying, um, you know, this group of youngsters who are actually who are apolitical, apolitical um, quite hedonistic in many ways, and you know, disillusioned. I think, Do you and think disillusioned and paralyzed. Right. Yeah. Do you? Did you get the sense from the time, you must have spent a fair bit of time in Iran, but did you get a sense from others that you met that there was this um, overarching desire to, to move west, to get out? Yes, I would say everyone. Mm. Almost everyone wants to move. Is that right? I mean, there's a few women I met who said, like, oh, no, they're actually happy in Iran. But uh, a lot of the kids do want to go. But interestingly is, I mean, I also met a lot of, you know, young, young people who actually did go to the West because they did have enough money. They could actually afford to go and study abroad, but many of them came back. Mm. And I think this is actually the core of the story. It's, it's so much, I, I think what uh, the freedom we actually have in the Western world is we have the freedom to compare. Mm. You know, we have, hmm. you know, we have the freedom to go somewhere and, uh, test out life in a different situation and then compare this and then actually decide actually you know where I'm coming from is actually quite nice and I think because they can't do it because of their political situation they can't you know they can't get visa to actually travel to other countries um, that you know that's the core of the problem because they can't yeah. compare and they the whole image of the Western world is so overloaded with these glorified ideas of what it's like that yeah. Can you yeah, talk yeah. to me a little bit about their experience? It comes through a little bit in the film when they land uh, in the West. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about their expectations? You know, what what has the what did the internet do? What is globalized? You know, being on Facebook, seeing photos, and so on. Uh, they've clearly been influenced by the West based on the clothes they wear and the, and the sunglasses and the and the music and even the artwork on the album, I suppose, in some ways. 
I don't know that whole music scene too well, but uh, you know, one of the comments is, "Look at the gas prices." Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> which funny. I thought yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, I had yeah. to put that in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Just can I say this too on the side? Probably my favorite line is, um, and I think it was from uh, one of them calling his girlfriend, saying, "Why did you pick such a shitty country?" Oh yeah. My favorite line. Of all, so. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I had a lot of laughter in the cinema on Sunday. <laughs> I yes. bet there was. <laughs> I bet there was. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, expectations. So expectations. Yeah, expectations. What did they, you know, they came, you know, what what did they what? feel? Uh, for me it's very hard to say. Mm. I kind of know what the majority of yeah, their friends are thinking or hoping when they get to the west. They obviously hope like they have these hopes like any other, you know, young artist that they become famous and, you know, yes, and sure, the sure. world is waiting for them. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know because I actually, you know, even during shooting, I was always telling them, hey, you know, the West, it's not that easy. There's a lot of competition. There's loads of DJs out there, loads of musicians, you know, don't, it's, it's not going to be, it's you know, not a, a cakewalk. Exactly. <laughs> it's not pink fluffy clouds. That's right. Yes. Well, I, they must've so, got a, t then that one scene where they're, they're at the festival, they must've got a a bit of a taste of that. You don't really oh, delve yeah, very too much, much into the, that in the film. They were never very excited. I mean, as you can see in the film, there isn't, I think there's a very brief moment of euphoria. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Actually at the festival, but the rest of the time, I think they were just nervous and they knew they had five days in Switzerland to choose what they wanted to do. So the whole thing was, you know, yeah, they had a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, yeah, there must have been on some level, uh, obviously, a sense of euphoria and excitement, and I think uh, Anoush touches on that. But there must have been a bit of a letdown as well, I would think, but but maybe not, maybe not. Uh, it's Because uh, just this idea of what they must have been coming to, of what yeah. they've read about or what they've seen on, online, and et cetera. Yeah. I think what, de what was definitely different or uh, surprising to them. I mean, they they realize probably only in that moment that they're only like a small part of like a huge group. Right, right. You know, yes, they arrived. Yes. They were like, I don't know, 250 other DJs arriving, which I mean, wow. something like this they probably have never experienced. Right. So they not. just became part of this, you know, big crowd. Yeah. Whereas in in Tehran, they're like the mini superstars. They're mini superstars. You know? Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating uh, the way you edit and put piece together the sequence for uh, the two of them trying to get their record, their album printed and, and well basically just designed and printed I suppose. They'd already had it designed and you sort of, you've got this almost montage like sequence of them going from print shop to print shop or design shop to design shop. Fascinating yeah. how the being just continuing, you know, they just get shut down for one what we would just go, really? Are you kidding me? That's why they wouldn't do it for you? Like, and you start to get a sense for this, uh, I don't know, uh, that, that um, well, I guess that, that oppression again. We're, yeah. about, we're talking a little yeah. bit more about that claustrophobia, stuff that they live with, these Iranians live with each and every day, mm -hmm. stuff that we wouldn't put mm -hmm. up with for, 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 for a day. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Remar remarkable, I, actually. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Would you say there's a sense of um, hope in the people that you met, that things are, are changing, things are uh, maybe getting a little bit better, uh, um, changes around the corner? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, society is as, um, you know, the variety of people is as big as here. So, sure. you know, some of my friends were very hopeful, others weren't. I think it's also, um, yeah, it depends on personality, really. Yes. But I, what I could really see with, you know, a large amount of the young people is, like I said before, I, th I think they were, par they are literally paralyzed. They're just caught in this, in this bubble but you know, not a rainbow bubble. But I yeah. love the scene where they go to where they have to fill out forms to get uh, approval. Is it for the for the CD itself or the art? No, they want to oh, do yeah. a concert They're at the ministry. Yeah, Ministry yeah. of Culture. Yeah, that's the Ministry <laughs> of Culture. Yes, yeah. and so the um, uh, so the and the woman behind the desk says, <laughs> I think as she's looking at the the, the artwork, have you lo have you lost your mind? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's on one level kind of tragic. But she, I think she even smiled. Yeah, she like even she smiled. The, I mean, yeah. What are you guys crazy? Yeah, yeah. Of course, this isn't going to yes. get approved, right? Yes. This is just, and this is the way we live here, yeah, right? Absolutely. This is normal but, life. Yeah, and yeah, that's that's actually an interesting scene because um, I think some people might think, oh yeah, it, it sounds a bit set up because they they're asking like let's say um, maybe bit stupid questions. Yes. Um, but they really didn't know because things are changing all the time. And you know, and so they are, they're always confronted with. Sorry, I, yeah, so many different explain. well, so many different factors, yeah, right? Yeah, so many different things are playing into this. At, in a scene like that, were you hiding the camera at that point? Uh, yes. Wow. Yes. That's I mean, I wasn't with them. I sent these two in, but yeah. it took me about six weeks to prepare the shoot. I mean, we went there several times to check out the building, see where people are. Uh, are, are we getting? You like, know, are we getting checked at the it's entrance? Like mission, it's like Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of yeah, like a documentary, sci-fi, sci-fi yeah, documentary. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, and um, yeah, no, that was shot on iPhone, and uh, which I placed in a bespoke tailored shirt, which I got made at a bazaar. So, so it's cool! It's like a magic trick. It's like mafia. Yeah. It's like mafia yeah. stuff. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah this is like your uh, almost like a pri pri spy gear, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you ever feel uh, that you were? You must have felt on edge. I, I more felt often on edge. than not. I mean, even some. I felt of the, on edge all the time. You did, eh? Yeah, yeah of course. Because yeah. uh, you know, also after shooting, I mean, I always had to cross half of the city to actually go back to where I was staying. Right. And I had always, you know, I had technical equipment with me. I had all the, the footage, which sure. I just shot with me. But what I started doing is uh, I, had, um, I had a memory card with tourist pictures, which I always put into the camera. And I hit the one, I hit the, the cards with the footage in my bra. Oh, right. <laughs> so, so you had something like, to give... Exactly, the and it did happen. You were over. It happened quite often that they, you know, stopped us and they took I the bet. camera off me and and actually checked the pictures. I bet. Yeah. yeah. But I think it was an advantage to be female, actually, because oh, I get interesting. asked that quite often. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I was just always like the smiling girl on the back seat. What's has there been any reaction uh, to the film politically, or has any 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 statements been made? Is it out there enough yet for you to um, really know? Yeah, it was actually they. Um, I have a very successful trailer, <laughs> which is out there, um, and we're going to put a link to that. On yeah, the, on the website. Thank for you sure. very much. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's really cool. Um, and uh, the trailer actually played on uh, Persian satellite TV. Wow, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, uh, at prime time. See, so they must be aware of it. But I actually haven't seen any 
any response. Any but reactions? I have to ask my Iranian there, friends. There again. probably will be, I would, I would yeah, think, I but guess. maybe not. Maybe they'll yeah. just go, well, we'll, we'll ignore this and it'll go away, yeah, kind of a thing. Um, but you know what? What I love about this, Sue, is that this becomes now, uh, when we look back, you know, you and I won't be able to, but years down the road, we'll be able to say this was a part of the conversation. And that's, yeah. I think that's what's so remarkable about film, it's what's so remarkable about documentarian. Uh, filmmaking or documentarians mm -hmm. and documentary style filmmaking and especially films like this and I think you've done just such a wonderful job of of I don't know speaking to such a political issue in in a in a really tangible um, human relational way that, thank you so much yeah, that, that was really, my intention yeah really really <laughs> really resonated with me yeah. and sounds like it's resonating with your audiences so yeah thank thanks so much for your time what what's um thank just you. before we wrap up here what's what's next for you are you well, it's actually i'm having my second screening in about an hour oh so, excellent yeah. excellent <laughs> yes, so, and have you got your uh, yes you're on your way grab a coffee and head over are you on your um do you have another project in mind what's uh, you would take something maybe a little easier uh, with a bit of an easier approach? No, I, I think it's going to be even harder. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to talk about it because oh. stress, it stresses me already. It's already <laughs> stressing me yeah. out. Well, hopefully in a couple of years' time, we'll be able to do a, do a follow-up interview on that film. And thank you so much for your time today. The film is Raving Iran. It's playing at um, Hot Docs this week. And check it out online, ravingiran.com. And uh, check out the trailer for sure. And uh, Sue uh, has been with us here today. Thanks again so much for your Thank you so much. <laughs>The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.